I am your host, Tim, and joining me, as always, is Dane. Dane, how's it going? How are you doing, Tim? I realized I I haven't really asked you how you are doing. Uh, I, I've been hurt all these past three episodes of this podcast's lifespan of you not asking me that. So <laughs> <laughs> now, now it feels like we're actually a team and co-host partners now, now that you're asking me how uh, I'm doing. <laughs> I see, I see. But I am doing good. It is, I mean, it is a busy but great time with all this great nerdy stuff that we're getting, whether it's video games, upcoming TV shows and stuff. I mean, I've just been so immersed in finishing Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, as I talked about our last episode, and finish it. Because when we did our last episode, I talked about how I beat the game, but was still going after all the shrines to get that finished. And I did that last weekend, which was a lot of fun. I got... What I was doing it for, for that legendary hero costume, which I kind of teased that on our last episode of what it means for the Zelda lore, how it's not, uh, spoiler alert her again, but <laughs> how when you get all 152 shrines, you get a costume that is the ancient hero, but it's not a Hylian-like Link. It is a completely different species, and it just like threw me for a loop. Like, what does this mean for the Zelda lore? Is this the very first hero uh, of courage chosen by the Triforce. Is this actually the first link, but he's not a Hylian, is a different species? Like all this different stuff, uh, theories, I just can't wait to hopefully see get explored eventually, whether it's DLC or a future game. But once I got saw that, like I had to get that for myself and get all those shrines. So that's finished. And now I can finally start moving on to Final Fantasy 16, which I will begin this weekend. So yeah, not to mention, um, I've started a Star Wars Rebels rewatch in the lead up to Ahsoka in just a little under a month now. And we got that awesome new trailer, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes. So, yeah, how can I not be doing good? But that's where I'm spending all my nerdy time doing. So, <laughs> so you still haven't started Final Fantasy 16, Tim? Not yet. I have bought it, though. Yes, I bought it yeah. a couple of nights ago. So it's downloaded and ready to go. Uh, okay. Yeah, I've uh, been right there with you. I've just been playing Final Fantasy 16. Unfortunately, I got sick this past uh, or these past two weeks, I guess you could say. I think like right after we recorded um, uh, the second episode, I started feeling sick and then I was sick the whole next week. And then now this past week, I'm finally getting over it. So haven't really had time to or didn't really feel like playing i guess i, I guess i should, should say um but uh, i did play a little last night and uh wow i just <laughs> made it past a a really a, one of the best boss battles i guess i guess you could say is um that's uh that that i've ever played so oh, nice. <laughs> Yeah, it's just amazing. It's everything that you want. It's it's essentially if you've ever watched a anime mm. ever, 
it's basically one of those fights. Ah, it's nice. But, but you're crazy. playing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you think it's crazy enough, and then they just turn it up to 11, then 12, then 13, then 14, you know? Like, All the way up to 16 for the All the way, yeah. 16th installment for Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah. And Fair, again, they're, they're really killing it with the story in this one, I gotta say. Um, just a little tip for you, just always, if you don't, if you kind of have an idea or you're not really sure, then just hit the hit the active lore um, button, you know, and read mm-hmm. up a little bit. Um, really helps you out with the story. But man, they've been killing it with the story. I gotta say. Man, that's awesome. But, yeah, I can't uh, wait. <laughs> but that is all I will say, Tim. <laughs> Please, yes. <laughs> Another reason why I haven't started Final Fantasy 16 yet was because there were some. Before I started playing, uh, well, first it was Jedi's uh, Survivors, and I went that to Zelda. But before that, I was playing the Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm music game on the Switch. And I knew they were coming out with DLC from other games. And one of the ones I was excited to play was the Chrono Trigger DLC. And that came out, I believe, around in May and June. There's like two different packs for that. Um, but, for, of course, May and June was just nothing but Zelda, so I didn't play it. So after I finished getting all the shrines of Zelda, I wanted to download those uh, DLC packs for the Final Fantasy Rhythm game. Uh, for those Chrono Trigger um, tracks, because Chrono Trigger is one of the greatest music video game soundtracks ever. So I'm glad that they're incorporating that into the Final Fantasy music game. So I played that a little bit too. So that uh, pushed me back a day or two for starting Final Fantasy 16, because I at least wanted to get those played. Because I knew they're not going to take me forever, but they're still so much fun to play that I've kind of been going back, doing on different difficulties and trying to beat my high score on those tracks. So that caused a little bit of delay for me starting Final Fantasy 16, but it was worth it because I love those, I love those uh, tracks from Chrono Trigger. It's been a lot of fun. I have never played Chrono Trigger. Is it is it is it worth the play? Or is yeah, it... it's it's an all time okay. classic. It's like my third favorite video game of all time. Uh, be, be, behind Final Fantasy 7 Mm-hmm. And... Probably. Uh, probably. Uh, uh, probably. Arkham Asylum. No. Right? <laughs> no. Oh. Dang it. What is it, Tim? The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, the greatest video uh, game there ever will be. So uh, those are so, my top three. So 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 which is your favorite? Final Fantasy Seven? Yes. Okay. And then Ocarina of Time. Oh no, no I'm sorry. Oh. I thought you meant in Final Fantasy. No. Uh, Ocarina of Time is number one, Final Fantasy Seven is number two, and then Chrono Trigger is number three. Ah, uh, okay. Ocarina of Time. So you're more of a Zelda fan than you are a Final Fantasy fan, Tim. So you just like so, by a hair, yeah. <laughs> so I I think I'm gonna say fig fan when it comes to Final <laughs> Fantasy. <laughs> of course. Of course. Can't be fan of two things, Tim. How dare you? <laughs> Can't put one above the other. Yeah. But if I could if I had to do a top five video games of all time, it would be those three. Then after Chrono Trigger, I'd probably go with Street Fighter 2 and then probably Kingdom Hearts. Those are my top five video games. Wow, Kingdom Hearts that low, huh? I thought you were going to say that high. <laughs> <laughs> that low. It just shows you how great all those other games are. And especially when I'm talking about having Street Fighter number four. I mean, that's probably the most hours I put into a video game ever. <laughs> <Just played> Street <laughs> Fighter. When Street Fighter 2 came out on the Super Nintendo, man, that's all. 
me and my brothers and friends did. We just played that nonstop. Did you also play uh, like, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, like like Mortal Kombat and. Um, not Mortal Kombat, but the uh, only other fighting game that I really got into was Tekken. Tekken. Yeah. Okay. Street Fighter and Tekken are my favorites. I played uh, Dead or Alive was fun too, um, but I haven't played some of the more re- recent of those games. But uh, Tekken and Street Fighter, yeah, those are like the top two fighting games for me. God, and what was that other fighting game? It, uh, I believe it came out for the N64. Uh, it was uh, Killer Instinct, I know. was the, Killer Instinct, that was it. That was I never game. played that one, no. Uh, uh, I see. Well, anyway. Yeah, well, and now speaking of Street Fighter, Street Fighter 6 is another one that <laughs> I still <laughs> want to play and get into as well, but uh, video game problems. <laughs> Yeah, maybe in 2024. Maybe, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you but, still got to play Final Fantasy 16 and make it through that. Mm-hmm, and, then, and then you have to... What is the next one after that? Well, the next big one's going to be Spider-Man. Spider-Man too. yeah. yeah. Like, yeah I'm hoping that it. there's a little gap where I can squeeze some Street Fighter 6 in there. <laughs> we'll see if yes, Spi- uh, Final Fantasy 16 takes me uh, three months to beat. Yeah, it's like I said last time last episode october is gonna be really busy for me you know assassin's creed got cyberpunk and then you have uh spider-man so all those are in october yeah 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 that's yeah you're gonna go through what i went through (laughs) i'm just wondering which which one i should play first probably (laughs) cyberpunk just get it out of the way it's probably the shortest, obviously. Yeah. It's just DLC so, or expansion. Yeah, so. probably Cyberpunk, Assassin's Creed, and then Spider-Man because the first two aren't uh, full games. I mean, Assassin's Creed is a full game, but it's it's on a smaller scale. So, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. kind of like how I guess the Miles Morales game was. Yeah, sort of like that. Yeah, and Cyberpunk, C- Cyberpunk is the same way. So, yeah. That sounds oh, like a good plan. Busy. Yeah, yeah be busy. <laughs> I know, you got to plan it out. That's all I had to do with Jedi Survivor into Zelda. Now I'm finally going into Final <laughs> Fantasy. <laughs> Did you uh, complete Jedi Survivor? Yeah, I didn't do every side quest, though. Uh, I finished the main story just in time for Tears of the Kingdom came out. Uh, yeah, so same thing with, with uh, Final Fantasy 16. Um, you might want to go back and do all of the. Uh, all of the side missions because some of them some of them aren't really worth it unless you really need money <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah i always like to try to build up my gill in final fantasy games so i might just have to do that yeah and you, you're really not spending your your gill on anything so yeah. mm, interesting okay <laughs> i know there's still i want to go back and play side quests in jedi survivor and even some smaller ones in zelda too so it's like once I complete all those games, I'll probably be going back and forth here and there for some of them. If I have that some gap time between when I finish Final Fantasy 16 and Spider-Man 2, maybe that's that's probably what I'll be doing. Play some Street Fighter 6 and going back and doing some side quests of those three games. Oh, sorry, I had to turn on my fan, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> it just getting too hot. Yeah, I'm boiling up in here. <laughs> you must be tortured as we record these podcasts, and you must yeah. just 
endure the heat. <laughs> yeah, because they got our new mic for, uh, for Prime Day. And uh, I don't know, maybe it'll help. But um, You sound better than ever. So does the oh, Okay, good. Okay, good. Yeah. You can hear my fan. You can hear me. I'm happy. <laughs> so I guess we have to wait till um, fall and winter till we can really hear the clean, crisp new mic in your voice. <laughs> yeah. The in the background. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have gotten this new mic for $20, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or at least should I just wait until it got cool and you'd have to have the fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, all right. I guess we can go ahead and kick off our episode like we always do with our minute by minute commentary um, going from minute two to minute three for The Last Jedi. So as always, grab your VHS copy, your Betamax copy, your Laserdisc, your DVD copy, your HD DVD copy. Dig out your Blockbuster membership card. Go out and rent it. Um, Go to your mailbox and get your Netflix physical media disc of it in the red envelope. Uh, Pull out the old projector and Set it up in front of a wall so you can watch it there. <laughs> Go ahead and get your DVHS copy, or you can do what me and Dane do and grab your converted VHS to DVD copy made from your PC. So if you have any of those, uh, go ahead and pop those in. Go to minute two, and we're going to go into minute three. Are you ready, Dane? Yes, I am, Tim. Let's do Tim. it. We'll give the countdown in three, two, one, play. As we continue into that awesome shot of just going through all those ships and into the planet and one of the i remember when the sequel trilogy movies were coming out and they like they would do the press tours for it so on the jimmy kimmel show where jj abrams and ryan johnson um were a guest jimmy kimmel would always ask them what's the first word spoken in a star wars movie <laughs> i remember uh, for force awakens jj say, said this and in this one ryan johnson said we're so i knew going into it what the first words were going to be. And I was always wondering who's going to say that first word of we're or this. (laughs) It'd always usually be a side character as we got (laughs) this one. I always like seeing uh, the Imperial capital ships uh, from the surface. Mm, Yeah. Of a planet. I always thought that was cool. I always like this design of the dreadnought is really cool. Yeah. And that's where we're in things. So we're oh no, we got some dialogue now. We've seen some actual characters. We're moving along. Finally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took us three episodes Tim, to get to dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> From opening crawls to dialogue, we're making progress. <laughs> yeah. All right. So for this episode, no major topic to discuss on this one, but just kind of some stuff that's come out like trailers and some news announcements San Diego Comic Con's going on right now um it's going to be kind of more of a quieter San Diego Comic Con um with the writer strike and the actor strike going on right now obviously uh movie studios and tv shows presence is very light at this year's San Diego Comic Con so um it's it's kind of weird Dane this Comic Con I think's mainly going to be focused on comics who'd have thought it <laughs> so yeah. um yeah also um it's it's so funny seeing uh, Christopher Nolan doing doing a lot of press. Mm-hmm. I think he was on like a YouTube channel, then he did a podcast, then he did all of the the, the trades and stuff because there's no actors to right. do it. Yeah. 
I guess the director's guild didn't go on strike with uh, the writers and uh, actors, but nope. it's, I, I don't know. It's just so funny seeing him do a, a press tour. <laughs> I'm sure that's his favorite thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, so we got we still gotten some cool trailers and then some announcements that came out uh, that I want to talk about on this one. But uh, first of all, off on the trailer front, uh, before Comic-Con came out, uh, we got our... I guess second trailer, but full first full-length trailer of the Ahsoka series that is coming out in just under a month. And boy, does it look awesome. <laughs> I cannot wait for this. It's a series. Obviously, it's continuing on from where things left off in Star Wars Rebels. Um, and I think David Lennon was even kind of said where it's almost going to be like Star Wars Rebels Season 5. But seeing these characters, obviously, we've seen Ahsoka before, but Sabine, Hera be brought into live action. They just look great uh they're just coming off seamlessly to me from animation into live action and just knowing what we're gonna get with just what they're showing in the teaser has me intrigued these new characters these new dark side users balin and shin um what they're after and then just seeing ahsoka reunite with sabine and how they had like a master and apprentice relationship where i'm not sure if ahsoka was training Sabine in the ways of the force or just training her more with lightsaber combat but uh we know we're going to see Sabine use a lightsaber again and we know she used it in Star Wars Rebels when she had the darksaber and just curious to what happened as far as were things set up in the timeline for what we saw in that last epilogue in Star Wars Rebels where Ahsoka and Sabine um, met up there and their search to begin their search of Ezra but now we know there's just so much history they've had since then and I think it's going to be fascinating uh to learn all that and just visually and scope wise it looks just amazing so i cannot wait for it um we're getting a two episode premiere on august 23rd so i'll be staying up late that night on the 2 a.m once those uh two episodes launch at midnight here on uh the west coast so but yeah i cannot wait for it it looks good so good and uh, like i said i'm in the midst of a star wars rebels rewatch and just uh, revisiting that series has been a lot of fun. It's that first season is just a lot of fun. Those episodes are just really good as introducing us to these characters and now knowing kind of what um, happens in the later seasons and what we're going to see in Ahsoka is just making them even better. So yeah, I just love this second trailer. It just got me even more hyped uh, for the series as if I wasn't excited for enough already. Is is this uh, going to be an ongoing series or is this a limited series? It was first announced as like a limited series or it's like an event series, I think the name was. Um, but now they're kind of saying, oh, well, we'll see. <laughs> like they're white, we might do another one. So I think it's just kind of up in the air right now. It's not specifically one or the other. Uh, I see. I see. Also, I forgot to mention I'm watching the Mets game. So if you hear me groan. Uh, it's not your cold <laughs> yeah if it, like like let's say if uh the mets load the bases and uh, uh a mets baseball player hits into a double play in an inning ending double play that's what uh you hear me groan that's why i'm growing gro- uh, groaning yeah and i see they're slowly blowing their lead so we might yeah. be hearing some groans <laughs> yeah uh thank you bullpen you know, you've been unreliable the whole year. Uh, it's been it's been uh, it's been a wonder to watch you blow leads, especially <laughs> like 
uh, I can't remember who it was, uh, or what specific game it was. It was the, I believe it was the first game of the White Sox when you when you were ahead, like eight runs and you gave up five in the eighth. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, I totally sidetracked us. <laughs> Nothing new there. <laughs> Your thoughts on the Ahsoka trailer, Dave? Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was. It, it looks good. Um, again, I I really like how they brought Ahsoka to life. I I mean, I know some people don't like uh, this this uh, live action Ahsoka, but I really like it. And how they brought Sabine to life and, and Hera, especially Hera. You know, because uh, she's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I well, can't wait for this show. Uh, again, that's 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 also why I don't really watch trailers, right? Because it's like it makes the wait that much longer. Is the why they just release the thing already? Well, you're not wrong there, but yeah. <laughs> it's like a double-edged sword. It makes you much more excited and can't wait, but at the same time, it, you're right. It does make the wait seem like it's much longer than it actually is. <laughs> yeah, especially for this uh, Spider-Man trailer. Oh, yeah, that was the next one we're <laughs> going to be talking about, because <laughs> that was, I think that came on the first day of Comic-Con. That was something that got um, revealed and shown at Comic-Con, because they had a just a full Hall H panel for Spider-Man 2 with uh, the developers from Insomniac and uh, some of the voice actors. And, of course, we knew we had to get some <laughs> new look at it, so it wasn't a surprise that we got the trailer, but... Boy, this trailer was awesome. I mean, I sent the tweet out saying, was this a video game trailer or a movie trailer? Because not only just how great the game looks as far as its visuals and graphics, but just the way it was edited and put together, it just felt like it was cut together like a movie. Even how it starts off with a scene between Peter and Harry talking, and then it goes into the Marvel logo, just like a movie trailer would. It was just like they were really invoking just like a real live action movie type trailer vibe. But um, the game just looks incredible. I mean, this one didn't show too much new stuff as far as gameplay. We got that before in that um, Sony presentation, which looked amazing. This was more of a story based trailer. But yeah, it just looks great. I mean, they introduced Harry and we knew was, and we know he's going to play a big part in it and just showing more of kind of. There's going to be some, we know Peter is going to have the symbiote. It's going to change things between him and Miles. But even I think just bringing Harry into the picture is going to add kind of a little wrinkle to his, uh, him showing or training uh, with Miles. Because we even had that line when Peter introduces Harry to Miles. Miles goes, oh, great. Like, is this going to interfere with our tutoring, though? <laughs> and just Peter's all, eh, we'll make it work. Um, so that's actually going to be something, or of course, it's going to be something that's going to be central to the story with Harry, the symbiote, Miles kind of still be, trying to become his own Spider-Man. And then, of course, bringing Venom. In. We got Craven, but then we know we're going to see Venom. This was kind of our first look at the end of the trailer where we saw how Venom's going to look in the game. And boy, it looks he looks fantastic. <laughs> and there's a big, it's a big debate as far as, or I should say debate, but speculation as far as who actually is going to be Venom. We know it's not going to be Eddie Brock. Um, I think they're trying to probably trying to show it's going to be Harry, and it wouldn't be the first time that there's a Spider-Man story that had Harry be Venom. But there's a theory that I've seen quite a few people online talk about, and it's one that I think would be kind of cool and interesting if they go that route. Hey Tim, Tim, okay. okay. Uh, before you say that, let me guess. 
uh, Aunt May. <laughs> right? Huh, how did you know? Think yeah, she comes it. back from the dead in this game series thanks to the symbiote, and she becomes Venom. <laughs> if you think about it, the symbiote could see- seep into her grave and bring her back to life. It would be a twist nobody would see coming. <laughs> nobody okay. would see com- coming, and I'm sure a lot of people would groan at that twist, <laughs> just as you probably will with the Mets blowing the lead, this lead. So <laughs> it wouldn't be that big of a groan. <laughs> Uh, MJ, MJ, Tim, MJ. That That's more like plausible. It's more plausible. Yeah. MJ, I think. Or Miles' mom. Doubtful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess Harry, yes. <laughs> it has to be realistic. <laughs> I think it's, this is the one I like. I think it's actually going to be Peter, where he's just going to go full on venom like it's not going to be where the suit he realizes the suit is taken over and is changing him and he gets rid of it i think for this story it'll be something where maybe he embraces it full on and it just becomes the venom and that's probably maybe towards the end and maybe the final boss fight where you have to obviously you're going to switch between peter and miles in the game but at the end you'll have to fully take on miles to stop peter and to get rid of the symbiote Uh. on him but I actually think, because we've seen a lot of, we've gotten a lot of symbiote stories over the course of the years and these different iterations of Spider-Man. I think this would be a kind of a cool and different way to do it, where Peter is Venom, not just Spider-Man with the symbiote suit, but just full-on Venom as we know and as we've seen him in this trailer. So I've seen that theory, and I, that's the one I'm kind of hoping for, because I think that'd make for a pretty cool story and just a different take on uh, the whole symbiote and Venom storyline. Well, when you think about the first Spider-Man game, um, they they do like to change things up at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Like how they sh- sort of shut down the city and made all those roadblocks and those uh, deten- detention centers, whatever you call them. And uh, yeah, they do like to change things up. So yeah, it'd be interesting to only play as as Miles towards the end of the game. So yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah, so I think that'd be really cool. And the other thing we got announced, I don't know if you saw that too, Dane, that special edition PS5 uh, that's coming yeah, out. Yeah, that for thing Spider-Man. looks cool. Uh, that man, thing looks like, really cool. <laughs> like yeah. I, I'd have to get that now. I got I got the <laughs> PS4 Pro of the Spider-Man edition because I never got a Pro yet, but I was saving to get it for when Spider-Man came out on the PS4. And that's awesome. I, I love that design. But this just looks even cooler with the symbiote just ooze kind of creeping over on your system. Yeah, it's like... I gotta maybe find a way to justify getting that and see maybe if I can sell my original PS5. <laughs> but I imagine it's probably gonna be hard to get. But yeah. It would be worth it because it looks incredible. Is there a way you can buy the, the exclusive controller uh, without buying the uh, PS5? I'm not sure about it. They should. Yeah. I mean, they should just make that option available at least for those who want to get a controller because that looks cool too. Yeah, because I was. I was... I was looking at my my original PS5 controller and like a lot of the rubber from the joysticks are coming off and I was like, oh, maybe this is the right time to to get a new controller, you know? Yeah, get that would be the edition. perfect one to get. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, those things those things look cool. So, yeah. yeah can you believe it's going to be three years old, or the PS5 is going to be three years old already in just a few months? And the the how little games we've gotten for it right <laughs> or, or at least well, any you know substantial ones that really interest us 
well, compared to Xbox's Series X, I mean, PS5 yeah. looks just fine <laughs> as far as yeah. the game library. But I mean, what it's finally the... just at least starting to be available yeah. for people to get on the norm. Yeah. What is the next big game for uh, for Xbox? Is it Starfield? It is Starfield. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I th- but, I think they're over promising on that one. Yeah, it's like um I don't know. The game's gonna be on Game Pass, so I could check it out if I yeah. want, but it's not one that's really on my radar. I saw that big demo they and reveal they had for it a few months ago. It was like, yeah, the, it looks impressive for all the potential things you'd be able to do, but the, I, I don't I don't like it when games get too too big. And the graphics on it, yeah. the environments look great, but the character models I, I don't think look that good <laughs> to be honest. And, well, that's the story of Bethesda, Tim. Yeah, uh, I really yeah, haven't they, played many Bethesda games, so yeah, I've heard stories. Yeah, Fallout and uh, Elder Scrolls. And, yeah, that's the story of Bethesda. Everything looks nice except for the character, some, some of the character models, especially like the ones that you really don't interact with that are just standing, I don't know, raking leaves or whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so some of the character models aren't that good, but... Um, yeah, I can't help but feel that, that they're overpromising on that one in, in terms of like um, scale, right? And like, yeah. okay, so you're going to go to this planet, you can go to any of these planets, and then you can like go walk around, and I'm sure it's going to be blocked off. If it's not blocked <laughs> off, there's going to be a whole lot of, a lot of nothing, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just going to be like, No Man's Sky? <laughs> yeah. Did you ever play that? Yeah, I have. I, okay. I, but after they they updated everything gotcha. for it, yeah, I bought it on sale, and um, yeah, I, th- I think it's gonna be like a No Man's Sky where like they promised the the, the universe literally, and yeah. then <laughs> and then it ends up, you know, hey, the Mets got out of inning. Not gonna go for a run, Tim. <laughs> hey, no groan this time. It was a, a sign of relief. <laughs> Only two hits. Only two hits. <laughs> there you go. Or sorry, a hit and a hit and a walk. There you go. Um, but yeah, I, th- I I think they're they're really overpromising on um on Starfield, uh, especially when it comes to the exploration part. Um, I can see the combat being really good, but uh, yeah, just the exp- the the exploration part is. Yeah, I think they're really overpromising on it. I, I've seen it before with um, Elite Dangerous, and I don't know if you know about that one, but like the, no. the Planetary Landings uh, expansion, Odyssey, uh, was supposed to come out for PS5, but it it was such a bad DLC that they ended up canceling all further de- de- development on uh, consoles. Dang. <laughs> yeah, Man, so that's pretty rough. <laughs> So yeah, like I think they're really, really overpromising on this game. So like, if if you have the Xbox Game Pass, you're fine, but don't go out and buy yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And the, only, anyway. the other thing that kind of disappointed me about Starfield too. I mean, this is just for what I would like to see in a kind of a sci-fi game, where it's like there's no really no alien species that you're interacting with or as part of your crew. It's all humans. I was hoping for something like more like Mass Effect, where these established different alien races with their own civilization and technology and stuff that that would kind of make up your crew but it's like all humans and this when you go to planet it's like indigenous alien creatures and monsters type uh that you're going to interact with so 
Yeah. Uh, that's maybe it's not the direction, this story choice and the direction choice they want to go with. But when you're doing sci-fi stuff, it's always fun to have different alien races to mix up with. Because to be honest, I was I was watching that demo and that reveal uh, trailer. It was just it just made me wish for the next Mass Effect game. <laughs> that's where I'm going to get my sci-fi video game fix whenever we get more on the next Mass Effect. What is Bioware doing right now? Are they, are they work, they're working on a new Mass Effect? Yeah. It's not uh, technically Mass Effect 4, I don't think, but it's continuing on more from what we know from the original trilogy. Uh, okay. I see, I see. Uh, hopefully this one is good, Tim. Hopefully this game is good. Yeah, I still haven't that, played Andromeda. <laughs> I think, uh, I don't know, not only Andromeda, but also Bio... Bioware in general, uh, like, true. They, they really need a win. Yeah, I mean, after that's a good point. Anthem. I mean, the last win they had was really the Mass Effect uh, Legacy Edition, Legendary Edition, <laughs> the remasters yeah. of the original trilogy, because that was great. But for a brand new game, yeah, they need a new hit. Yeah. Uh, Bioware. <laughs> what happened? I know. I know. I think they lost a lot of their main creative talent who did all those games. You know what? That makes sense. That makes sense. And didn't they shutter a studio uh, in Austin? Did they? I'm it, not sure, to be honest. What yeah. a surprise, man. Uh, yeah. But they still run that, that Star Wars. Um, yeah, the Old Republic. MMO. Yeah, they still run that, right? Yeah. As far as I know, it's still wow. going. Wow. Again, I really want to play that game. It's just like, I can't get in. I can't, I, I can't get stuck in, a, in an MMO. Me you know, either, yeah. I, I just don't have the time. I've said many before, <laughs> or many times before on podcasts, how I am not an MMO guy. I've had my fill of them um, like 15 years ago, <laughs> where like the last one I tried playing was City of Heroes for anyone who remembers that game, which might have been the best one, but still, it's like you try to play with a group. Your schedules don't line up. Everyone's playing without me. And by the time I get around to playing with them, it's like, oh, we're so much higher level than you. You can't go on the missions that we're going to do. And then yeah. it's like, you die, yeah. you lose all your experience. So I, I just got turned off on MMOs a long time ago. Been there, Tim. Right. You know, <laughs> the like worst with, was Final uh, Fantasy XI. Like, as far as yeah. losing experience points, we've been playing hours for a game to level up once or twice. Then you run into a high-powered goblin, and he kills you in two hits. Yeah. And all those hours wasted. Yeah. Um... Especially with, uh, for or for me, is Final Fantasy fourteen. It looks really cool. Like, mm-hmm. like all of the, the different classes and everything and all their different moves. But it's just like, I, and I believe the creative director of Final Fantasy fourteen is the creative director on 16. I think you're right or about that. He wrote the story or he had something to do with it in a lead role. And so... Like, I'm playing through Final Fantasy 16, and I'm like, oh, man, this is really good. You know, the story's really good. And then, you know, I'm I'm, lo- I'm looking at his, like, like, the games he worked on, and he's like, oh, he worked on Final Fantasy 14. And it's like, oh, man, unfortunately, I can't, I can't play that. And it's the same thing with, uh, with uh, The Old Republic, you know. I really love Knights of the Old Republic, right? And this is supposed to be the continuation or the prequel or whatever for that. And it's like, uh, I can't play it. I think it's the sequel to that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but yeah. none of it's canon anymore, so you don't get yeah. too hung up on that. 
Speaking of which, what happened to that, that Knights of the Old Republic remake that was supposed I to I know. <laughs> Talk about a game that's having development problems. First, it's like yeah. it got shifted over to another studio, then there's other delays. So I'm not even sure who the main developer is on it anymore, but because that's going to be yeah. amazing if it ever does happen. But it would have been nice if we had that for this year for the 20th anniversary of the original Knights of the Republic, but yeah that's obviously not happening maybe for its 25th anniversary so in 2028 maybe we'll get it wasn't the 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 game was taken away from that studio right yeah i or to be honest i can't even remember the studio that had it or was developing it originally yeah i don't think <laughs> that game is coming out yeah if it is it's gonna be a <laughs> long be fair way. yeah uh also i guess we're not gonna get we're not going to go to um, the Galactic Star Cruiser, Tim. Oh, no. Unfortunately, <laughs> that'll be a Star Wars thing I never got to experience. But yeah. what I can't be too hung up on it because of the prices. <laughs> yeah. Was it the prices that closed it down? People oh, weren't I, going? Yeah, of the, it had to be the main factor. Uh, yeah. And to be honest, it looked like a cool experience. But even for that price, it's like... <laughs> it, just, it didn't look that like something I had to experience. Not like Galaxy's Edge, where that felt like I had to go there. But yeah. for this one, it's like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't want to press all those buttons and interact with the uh, uh, the, the the staff and stuff. <laughs> uh, like, so yeah, not for that price. <laughs> not for almost five thousand dollars. <laughs> For, for and I heard days. the rooms weren't that comfortable either. <laughs> really, like, the beds are really small. Uh, uh, the 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 rooms look so, uh small too. So. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's like I got my experience by watching YouTube videos of people who got to stay <laughs> and experience it. Like I'm good with that. Yeah, hopefully none of those YouTube uh, YouTube people paid for the room. Hopefully it's all comped so that you know <laughs> they can make videos for it or whatever. Uh, I wonder what they're going to convert it to. <laughs> I know, just empty storage space, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, I'm not sure. Uh, anyway. Yeah. One of these days, Dane, you got to come down for Galaxy's Edge. You have to experience that. Yeah, I do. I do, unfortunately. Unfortunately, I have to spend money. Don't plan it. Don't, don't go to the Disney World one. You got to come down here so we can go together. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to to Disneyland. See, there's a reason DCA, right there. Yeah. I've been to Disney World and I've been to uh, uh, Disneyland Europe. So. Oh, you've been to Disneyland Europe? Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, wasn't that good? Really? I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> uh, I know they did redo it. They they did um. What do you call it? Uh, refurbish it or uh-huh. whatever. They made it better, but because uh, this was like god like 20 years more than 20 years ago okay and uh yeah it wasn't that good it was like if you took disney from the 50s and you Uh just did not update it into (laughs) the 20th uh the 21st century that's what it what kind of was yeah yeah because now when when i see videos of it it looks really cool i think it has like one of the best looking uh castles out of all the disney parks it really, really has a more animated fantasy style, just even like how the trees are designed. And what's yeah. cool about it, if you go underneath, there's actually an animatronic dragon that sleeps under the castle. Like, I want to see that. Wow. <laughs> that looks really cool. Wow. 
do they have a Galaxy's Edge over there? No, uh, it's just Galaxy's Edge only at Florida and California. I see. I see. Also, I've I've always wanted to go to the the, the Disneyland uh, Japan. I think it's called like Disneyland Sea or something. Yeah, some there is a sea theme to it, but yeah, I yeah, mean, I've wanted to go to that one. I'm someone who doesn't like to travel at all, but I would like to go to every Disney park around around the world. I think that'd be really fun and just experience yeah. how different they are. Yeah. Yeah, man. Because <laughs> when, when I was, when I was, I was sick with COVID, uh, yeah. a lot of the things I would watch to kill time was like theme park videos. <laughs> I would watch a lot of stuff <laughs> on the different Disney theme parks and like walkthroughs of how, how they look. And it's like, maybe, man, I want to experience that for myself. <laughs> yeah. I mean... I've been to Disney World, which was really good, right? Um, and then Disneyland Europe. Uh, yeah, I could have. Well, I mean, I, I guess Europe for a uh, 11, 12 year old isn't really a <laughs> isn't really an ideal thing. Uh, you know, you wanna you know you wanna go to someplace fun like like uh, Disney World or something. You know, not not Europe. And then and then. You go throughout, like we went throughout Europe because my grandpa was a really big Europe guy, you know. He mm-hmm. he always wanted to go back, and he did before you know he started taking us, because uh, you know he he'd only ever seen Europe destroyed, right during uh, the war, sure. World War Two, and so like he he went all throughout uh, the European countries, and then he took us, and then we went through like all of the different. Uh, countries like like uh, Austria and Germany, France. Uh, he took us one time to Italy. Nice. Uh, but um, yeah, it's it's not ideal for an 11, 12 year old to go there. <laughs> and then you go, you go to Disneyland Europe, and it's like, oh man, but this this doesn't look like Disneyland. <laughs> That's <laughs> not Disney what I've seen in pictures and videos. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this this kind of sucks. And they come to find out when I'm 35 years gonna go gonna be 35 years old that they that it's one of the best in the world now. It's right. Like, <laughs> Maybe I have to go what back. Happened? Oh, <laughs> dang it! They just uh, heard about your uh, bad experience there or your disappointment, and that's what made them redo it, <laughs> revamp it. It was all because of you, Dane. <laughs> yeah. Dang it! Now I gotta go back to Disneyland in uh, France. No, first, you got to come here first. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got to go. To I got an Disney. annual pass now, so I could be able to go and anytime. How, how much did that set you back, Tim? Uh, I'd rather not say. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Like in, uh, like in in the ballpark of a couple of hundred? Uh, a little higher. <laughs> uh, okay. I'll just say the letter G is involved. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, do you, do you go often? Is, is That's that, what is I that... wanted to. It's like when I planned to get it, I wanted to get it at the beginning of the year because I knew I was going to go a few times, which I did, but yeah. they weren't selling them. I was like, ah. and then uh, not too long after that, they put them back on sale and I got it. I went, what if like, like a couple of times, it's twice, but planning to go up more later this year when it gets cooler. So. Uh, I see. I see. So I tried to plan to oh. come to Disneyland Dane before, uh, before may <laughs> i guess that's what it renews again or i have to redo it is there like a california resident uh discount on not those, for the passes no? they have a deal i mean it's only good if you're going to plan to go for three days because it's like 80 dollars a ticket but you have to get 
a three-day ticket so each ticket will cost eighty dollars so it's not really ideal if you just want to go one day you still got to pay the full price uh, i see well that's weird that they don't give out uh you know discounts for for uh california they residents used to. For, for like <laughs> yeah but it's all just based know. on multi-day tickets now really yeah so if i wanted to go for one day it would cost me like the full price exactly like, uh, like a hundred over a hundred dollars yeah mm. uh, uh i don't know if that's worth it tim <laughs> oh i love disneyland even before galaxy's Ed, so uh it's worth it if you like it so <laughs> uh, and then you gotta go in the park and you gotta eat and you gotta drink and well the cool thing about having the past i do get discounts now <laughs> most food stops and free parking so i will say there even at yep. uh, some of the shops too you get discounts yeah, but just your purchases, right? Well, I just, if you want to buy something, I'll just uh, do it. <laughs> you uh, say like, I'm oh. over with the past. Oh, so if I wanted to get something to eat, you'd just be like... I'll be the one to pay for it, yeah. <laughs> I was uh, it okay. Yeah. Uh, and if I wanted to, like, I don't know, get a lightsaber or something. Yeah, I'll, I'll just be the one to <laughs> do the transaction. Uh, uh, I see, I see. It won't work on the build your own lightsaber uh, experience they had though. <laughs> you can't use it yeah. for that. But just how much does that cost? That was uh, two hundred and I think it was like two forty or two fifty or something like that. Then Jeez. we just did that. Then like literally a week after we did that, they announced, oh, we're cutting the price back forty bucks. Like couldn't <laughs> 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 do that two weeks earlier. Oh man. <laughs> Well, it's it was only forty dollars, Tim. I mean, I mean, you're at Disneyland. What yeah, is, you know you're <laughs> going to yeah, be spending a lot. What is forty dollars? Yeah, yeah. And it, it was. I am surprised they don't have a footstep tax. Yeah. <laughs> How <laughs> many feet you walk or yeah. across the, the whole day, and they tax you on that? Don't give them any ideas, Dane. <laughs> <laughs> How many steps you take during your visit? <laughs> oh man, that yeah. <laughs> Not to mention, they'll just charge you after, yeah. Not to mention the last time I went to, I did the Genie Plus for the first time, which is pretty much the new Fast Pass, which you got to pay twenty five bucks per person who wants to use it. Yeah. But it, it does help though. I was able to get skip the lines on a lot of rides that day, which was nice and convenient. Is there a line for the Fast Pass? That's the thing; they don't have it anymore. To where oh you mean to actually like to get on the ride or just like to get your fast pass yeah ticket? yeah like, like 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 when you um when you do possess the the pass mm-hmm. is there a line that you yes. have to wait for it's a separate also? line yeah so they keep oh, okay there's a regular standby queue then there's a fast pass or i should say lightning lane now is what it's called yeah uh, yeah they're two separate lines uh, what's the point of that the well one one moves a lot faster uh I see. Yeah, like uh, I wonder how they do that. I mean, like how how do they? Um, what is it called? Uh, they they have some system worked down where they know how to allow the fast pass first, and then as yeah. they get on, then you allow the regular standby queue. Uh, so it's like they got to prioritize the fast pass people. Uh, so so if you don't um, if you don't get the the pass you're pretty much just on standby then. Yeah. Mm. That's uh, where some of the lines are, the wait, they're just a long, a long time. Uh, so it's pretty much buy this, buy this thing to stand in the real line. Yeah. The quick line. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh man. Wow, like Disney has perfected capitalism, I gotta say. <laughs> you know, like how to like yep. get every single dollar out of you. Seriously. It's like do you want to struggle with that, Tim? Well, that's gonna cost cost you twelve dollars plus a, <laughs> a, a, a green tax. Yeah. <laughs> Drinks ten dollars, straws twelve. <laughs> if you want the wow. cup, if you want the cup, Tim, and this is just a regular soft drink cup, Tim, um, it's gonna cost you another eleven dollars. <laughs> Otherwise, you gotta you, you gotta you go, you gotta go to the fountain. <laughs> Five bucks an ice cube. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, but speaking uh, of drinks. Galaxy's Edge has one of the best drinks there, the Meluron juice. Mm, that is so good. Like is that's a must. That's a must for whoever goes there. Is it alcoholic? Because you're really gonna need it. We figured to be spending those kind of prices. Uh, that is not alcoholic, but the drinks uh, in the cantina are. So. <laughs> now I know why Disney sells uh, sells alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna need it. Oh, and we got a win, Tim. Can oh, you there you go. It? Can you believe it, Tim? Yankees and Mets won uh, on the same day. Who'd have thunk it? Oh, I'm silently clapping. I don't know if you can hear that with my new mic, Tim. <laughs> silently clapping. Oh, okay. Well, there's some good news, Tim. No, no groans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not all bad news, uh, you know, with uh, with Disney charging you per ice cube. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh, Tim, if you, if you want air during your trip to uh, Disneyland, you, it's it's gonna cost you. It's gonna cost you uh, twenty dollars per breath. <laughs> Man, you're gonna rack up a ten thousand dollar bill for your trip between the steps they're charging you for, the breaths of air you take, the ice cubes, the cups. <laughs> uh, uh, well, that, that'll probably be the case after after our lifetimes. Well, <laughs> it'll eventually get to that point. <laughs> Oh man. So yeah, it'll be a fun time, Dave. Start planning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to spend all that money. <laughs> My discount's gonna help though, so don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, you're uh three percent discount. <laughs> so you get a you, you get a discount if you get the annual pass, Tim. You know? Like, oh, how much is it? Uh it's three percent three percent discount <laughs> on purchases of thousand dollars or more <laughs> i think it's actually but i think it's actually 15 percent, which is well that's good yeah. is it 20 or 15 i think it's 15 but that's still it came in handy yeah that's good if you're uh you know, if you're buying something small right yeah if you go a lot it'll, it'll def- it's yeah. definitely worth it yeah well, that's good do you, do you ever go by yourself um i haven't done it yet Part of me is I did that once when I got like a free preview of the revamped Star Tours back in 2011. I couldn't get find anyone to go with me, and yeah. that it was a weird experience. It was like this isn't as fun when you're just waiting in line with some just all by yourself. <laughs> so yeah, I haven't really done it by myself since then. But I might do it uh, now that I have a pass just to check out a few rides and maybe some shops or something. But and yeah, just hang out at Galaxy's Edge for a little bit. <laughs> There's a new Galaxy's Edge thing. Yeah, this could go check it out. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, from Disneyland trips to back to 
Comic-Con. <laughs> Some news stories. Oh, my that... God, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Some news stories that came out that I uh, wanted to mention real quick. Uh, first, let's go on the TMNT front because they had a panel, uh, actually one today and then one on Friday or was it Thursday. But, um, I mean, obviously the promoting mutants may- Mutant Mayhem, which is coming out in just two weeks, I can't wait. <laughs> it was like a heck of a lot of fun. Uh, I am staying away from trailers and TV spots now because they are releasing a lot of clips from that. Like, I'm good. It already looks uh, looks awesome. And I can't wait to see it. But um, I think they showed like 20 minutes at Comic-Con and everyone's saying this is like, this is really good. But the one cool news that came out of there was where after first buying the rights to Turtles, Nickelodeon, Viacom, I think it was like in 2009 or 10 is when they got it. They never had the rights to air the original 1987 series. But Kevin Eastman himself announced at that panel that the original series will finally, <laughs> that Nickelodeon finally has the rights to it. So um, they said it's going to be airing in 2024. And I guess the Nickelodeon channel is going to air it. But what I'm assuming and what I hope for, at least, is that Paramount Paramount Plus will finally have the streaming rights to it to where they can finally stream the original animated series because it's never been available to stream at any time, really. So um, th- that would be pretty cool to finally have the series available to stream because um, it's been years since I've seen that the entire series. I've, I've gone back and watched the first episodes quite a bit, but the actual entire series, I haven't seen it since I was really little. And I know it's not going to hold up the best as far as uh, being the best version of the turtles far from it but i mean it's still a classic and it's what made the turtles as popular and the phenomenon that they are today so i'm looking forward to going back and revisit that series once hopefully it starts uh streaming on paramount plus and then yeah then you can finally check it out dane how much have you actually seen of that original 87 series none that i really remember nothing that i really remember mm-hmm. but i do remember watching it so this also kind of reminds me of like why the the writers guild and the, the uh, actors guild are striking right now. You know, uh, because of the streaming rights and all that, or the mm. streaming, uh, uh, what is it called, residuals, right? Yeah. Uh, and sort of the reason why uh, I, I wonder why I wonder if the um, because the the 2012 right 2012 uh, animated series uh-huh. is. They, they they don't have all of the seasons on yeah it's really on uh, Netflix yeah. and I wonder if that has to play into some of uh, of what's why we're having the strike um, also like like how Disney was taking off shows that they um, mm-hmm. and movies that they they just released off of their uh, Disney Plus I wonder if it's the same exact thing um, I wonder if it's just like a rights issue or if it's just it's it's because they don't want to pay the residuals on it yeah i'm sure it's some weird complicated money issue like i'm sure it's might have all of the above residuals or just certain licensing rights that yeah. the series has because i think it's the same on paramount plus too because the 2012 series is on netflix and paramount plus and it's none of them have the complete series which is just weird yeah. the only hulu had the complete series for a while a few years back but it hasn't been on there in a while now so it's just strange you think Paramount Plus that owns Nickelodeon, which of course owns the Turtles. You think all the series would be streaming on there, the complete series? But right now they just have the 2003 uh, Rise of the TMNT and some of the 2012 series. But hopefully yeah. now with the rights for the 87 series, they can finally have all the shows on there. And but you can leave out the next mutation. That's totally fine if that's not on there. <laughs> 
expectation. Also, the uh, I I watched a couple episodes of the. Uh, oh man, what is it called? Uh, shoot, is it the two thousand eight series? Uh, Animated two, series. The two, probably think of two thousand three. Yeah. Yeah. Two thousand three series. Yeah that that one was, it that that one was good too. Yeah, I really like that series, and it's I liked it because. It was kind of like um, developed and put almost like the passion project for one of the creators, Peter Laird. Because what's great about those first early seasons, they did adaptions of those early Mirage comics like really well. And it was just kind of cool to see those stories be brought to life in animation. So the later seasons were kind of rough, (laughs) not going to lie. But the first four were really good as kind of adapting those like iconic Mirage classic TMNT stories. How, how do they adapt that? <laughs> yeah, well, that, that had to tone it down a little bit when it comes to the violent <laughs> stuff. But um, <laughs> the themes and stories that were told were still really good. I see. And it's a lot darker. Yeah. Um, like, um, in in terms of, like, the actual visual style of it. Mm. I um, love the designs of the turtles in that series. Yeah, it looks like uh, Batman the Animated Series. It looks <laughs> like they took a page out of that. Yeah, uh, w- which isn't a bad thing. It's not oh, a bad thing not. by any stretch. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I really want to see this movie, Tim. <laughs> just, just two hope, more weeks, Dane. <laughs> I just hope it's not like uh, Across the Spider Verse. Uh, like a cliffhanger? There's a bunch of like, no, no, there's like a bunch of flashes and stuff. Oh, um, there yeah. probably will be a few scenes. I mean, this art style, you could tell they're inspired by it, so there might be a few. <laughs> yeah. Dang it. Hopefully it's not too much, but <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see this movie, Tim. Same. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a lot of good buzz too. So I just have to be really excited for it. And then a little other bit of TMNT news uh, that came out on today's panel where there was mainly comic uh, announcements. Uh, we knew it was coming, but it has officially been announced that uh, we are getting the last Ronin number two. Of course, the last year is still going on right now. We got one more issue left of that, and then they just came out with the Lost State special, which I haven't read yet. Um, I think it's, it's like it's a giant size comic, so it's like seven bucks. So I didn't get it right away just yet, but I'm definitely gonna read it before the Lost Year story wraps up, uh, which has been great. That last issue of the Lost Years, which is so good, but they finally announced the official sequel for the Last Ronin, just the Last Ronin. I believe it was called the Last Ronin Two Re-Evolution, which is gonna focus on. Those baby turtles that were teased at the end of the first story, and then we're seeing them grow up over the course of the last years, and now they're just going to be full-blown, um, full-fledged ninja turtles, like the next generation of turtles. And But our cover art looks really cool, so um, not sure on the story details just yet, but I already love these new turtles and just their character dynamics and their interaction that they had as young kids, so I'm looking forward to seeing them kind of now as uh, fully trained and more grown up. I'm not sure if they're going to be teenagers yet. I mean, I assume they are to keep with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, the teenage theme there. So, but just seeing them at this age as the original Turtles were and seeing how their dynamic has either changed, stayed the same or whatnot. I'm just looking forward to it and just seeing how their training has come from what we've seen them as young and little kids in the last year. So, um, it's cool we got that announcement. I didn't see a release year or release time frame for it yet, but I assume probably around 2024. But, um, yeah, we all know The Last Ronin was one of the best things to happen to TMNT uh, over the last two years. And uh, I'm so glad that the story is continuing. So, yeah, that was another cool announcement that 
we got on the turtles front um, for a comic con. Um, I was kind of wondering if maybe we get like a new animated series announcement or reveal. Nothing yet because um, they're just it almost seems like there has to be a new TMNT animated series that's out there on the horizon at some point because just like I said that before, uh, that's what got TMNT or made it the phenomenon that it was with that original series. And there's always a new TMNT animated series for the next generation of Turtles fans. So um, we've had the 10-year anniversary of the 2012 series last year. So it's almost time. And of course we had Rise, but that was kind of a more, um, I don't want to say short-lived. I mean, it didn't have too long of a run. And I just felt it was brought on too soon after the 2012 series. So it didn't have like, it's a Turtles for the next generation. I think we're almost at that point now where it's like, uh, a new animated series has to be introduced for the next generation of Turtles fans coming up. So uh, I'm sure that'll come sooner rather than later, but not at this Comic-Con, but still plenty to look forward to when you got the comics and the Mutant uh, Mayhem movie uh, just right around the corner. So just a lot of good stuff for us Turtle fans. Yeah, maybe I'll read this, uh, uh, the last run or two, uh, because I, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't get into the last years Tim. which i just Sorry. cannot believe <laughs> yeah i couldn't get into it i don't know what it was it, I, maybe you should try reading it once not, it comes out as a trade and it's completely yeah finished. yeah that's what i'm thinking because yeah i just couldn't get into it i don't know if it was the characters or yeah i just i can't figure it out Tim. i couldn't get into it uh yeah maybe like i said give it give it another shot when it's completed and maybe yeah it, oh i'm sure it'll come out as a trade before the last round of two releases but yeah because i just i'm puzzled by that dane i'm sorry <laughs> is uh the last round of two gonna be uh ongoing or is it gonna be a it didn't say uh, i imagine i imagine it's probably gonna be a limited series again yeah yeah that's what i thought also been reading a lot of comics and by nice. a lot i mean three uh <laughs> uh two are from jeff lemire uh, his his new book, uh, Fish Flies, is really really good. Um, there, there's only been one issue out, and again, it's like the lot the <clears throat> the the last Ronin, where it's like it's gonna be a while before we get the next issue. But okay, <laughs> um, yeah, that that first book is really cool, really good. Um, also, I've been reading Descender uh, by Jeff Lemire and uh, Dustin Nguyen. Okay. That that's one is—that's <laughs> a good combo yeah, right there. That one is really, really good from the story to the to the um, the art, of course, um, to the coloring. Um, and Tim, I, I don't know why you haven't read it. Uh, the the main character's name is Tim. Oh, well, I have to read it now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've been in uh, been reading a lot of comics lately. That's cool. Yeah, getting back into it. Uh, I tried reading the uh, the Spider-Man Miles Morales one, but uh, yeah, it didn't really connect with me. So. Gotcha. Also, did did you happen to? Are you caught up with the uh, I, the main IDW Team of Three series? No, not yet. Because the Armageddon, uh, if I can talk, the Armageddon game just finished. And, yeah. Um, remember, I don't know if we talked about it on one of our. Uh, previous episodes where they released TMNT issue 140, which takes place after Armageddon game, like two weeks before <laughs> the final issue of Armageddon game came out. 
And I was like, okay, I got it. And I was like, well, I can't read it right now because I don't want to get spoiled on the events of the Armageddon game. <laughs> but unfortunately, I felt the last issue of the Armageddon game was a little anticlimactic, if I'm being honest, the way things were wrapped up kind of quickly. And But having said that, um, picking up an issue 140, like the aftermath of it, I like where things are at now with the new status quo of the Turtles and where things are at. So despite it not ending, I think, on the highest of notes, I do like where the story's at now uh, with the with the Turtles. So at least continuing on with the main series, it's, they're just, it's just continuing to introduce new <laughs> good stories, ideas for the Turtles and uh, what they're dealing with now. So, so you didn't like how it uh, concluded? Yeah, it was a little lackluster, oh, okay. if I'm being honest. Uh, I see. There, there wasn't like a big, uh, uh, what is it called, like action-packed ending or whatever. I mean, kind of, but it just like it, the way the Rat King, uh, the way that final battle ended, was just like felt way too quick to me, and how it ended, and who did, and who did like I guess the final attack or blow you want to say it would just I don't know I. I felt it could have been better. Oh, I see. I see. But hey, they can't well, all be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was still a good story, though. I think overhyping it as the biggest TMT and the greatest TMT event story of all time was a little much, but it was still solid. And there's a lot of cool stuff that was in that series. But um, I don't think it's not, I, I don't think it's the best of the best. Is um, Sophie Campbell still doing the art for that? No, not the art. Still uh, writing it. The... Yeah. Oh. Uh, I, I wish see, she was, because I love her artwork. Yeah. The, but I guess her the... Her art uh, in the Northampton one in the, earlier on in the run is still some of my favorite stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what's going on new-wise on the TMNT front. And the last thing I want to mention regarding some Comic-Con announcements was um, some announcements on the new DC animated movies coming in 2024. Um, this is always something I look forward to in <laughs> Comic-Con announcing these next movies. And to be honest, the DC animated movies, they're not what's, what they once were as far as um, kind of what they're putting out and the quality of them has been hit and miss for a little bit. Um, but I still always like to, and I don't check them out like first thing as I used to do back <laughs> 10 and 15 years ago when they were going really strong. But I always like to check them out on HBO, or I should say just Max <laughs> when they're available on there. And if there's one story that I'm really looking forward to, I'll get. But um, they're really going for it <laughs> in next year because they're doing some adaptions that I was not expecting. Uh, the first one I'll mention, which I'm sure um, is going to be controversial for some people, is they're going to be doing an animated adaption of Watchmen, um, which to me, when I think about it, is like, is it really, do they really need to do that? I mean, the movie's almost a literal trans, literal translation of the comic brought to life. And are they going to do that the same for animation? But at the same time, it's like, I'm going to check it out regardless. I love the story. So um, I will be curious to see if they do do some uh, changes to it as far as they're going to follow it closely, just uh, kind of like how the movie did. Uh, or this will probably have the squid monster, though. <laughs> I, have, I have a feeling they won't change that. Or they're going to change things around a little bit. Or even if they're going to do something that um, maybe would lead in and bring in elements from Doomsday Clock, which I know was another controversial story, but one that I really loved. So if they actually do that, I'd be all for it. But I'm just wondering if they're going to do anything to 
have the animation interpret the animated interpretation of it stand out and be different because it's kind of a tricky balance you have to walk when it comes to that especially with watchmen uh if, if you change anything it's gonna upset people but if you stick it close if you stick too close to how it is you're gonna be saying what's the point of doing that when you have the movie and you even have the motion comic which i know was pretty popular so it's going to be really intriguing to see what they do with that watchmen movie but um i'll be there to check it out but the one that i think has a lot of cool potential is they announced that they're going to do the crisis on infinite earths event obviously it's the biggest dc event ever um now here's the thing that i'm hoping for i mean they might just do an adaption of the comic story or they might do it as kind of you know how the animated movies establish their own connected universe they had one previously and now there's a new one going on um so i wonder if they'll do that but the reason i think i'm excited for it it has the potential to be really amazing that like they can do something like a full-blown dc animated multiverse story kind of like on the lines of like spider-man no way home did is what the spider-verse is doing where you can just go full-on just do it a big dc animated universe crossover where you're bringing in elements from the D, the classic DC animated universe, the Bruce Timm stuff, which I know would really suck because we don't have Kevin Conroy to do the voice of Batman. And part of me is thinking if you can't, if you can't, you don't have Kevin Conroy, you shouldn't use the animated series Batman, um, which might be the way to go if they're going to do this. But at the same time, you could still do elements of that universe. You can have Tim Daly Superman. You can have uh, the Terry McGinnis Batman Beyond. That could be your Batman connection from the DCAU and just different characters from Justice League. You can have the Brave and the Bold Batman, um, the Batman, Batman from that animated series. And just just really be, I think, a celebration of DC's animated history. Have the Fletcher cartoon Superman be there. Just like you could do this stuff that's being done in live action with the different movies um, now. You could do that for the DC animated stuff because the DC animated history is so rich with great series, great interpretations, great performance, um, that I think something really special could be done. And I kind of hope that's the thriving force for doing this Crisis on Infinite Earths and not just kind of doing the comic storyline for this new uh, continuity they've established with their recent movies, because I think that's limiting your scope a little bit. And you have the chance to do something really big when it comes to DC animated history, and it could be something really special if that's the way they go so i i kind of hope they're going to a point of let's celebrate dc's animated stuff not necessarily necessarily wanting to tell the comic storyline so um i think it has the potential to be really cool if they decide to go that and some different too because i don't think no it, no one has this history like dc does when it comes to how good their animated series are and of course marvel has good stuff too with the 90s x-men and spider-man cartoon and spectacular spider-man but Spider-Man's got that covered with Into the Spider-Verse with their animated uh, crossovers. But DC, like, they just have so much potential, I think, to some, do something really cool. So here's hoping that that's the case. But I'm going to be keeping my eye on these as we get our first looks and trailers um, for how these projects are going to be. But it was definitely surprising <laughs> to hear these get announced late last night that these are what the projects are going to be for their 2024 slate when it comes to animated movies. But it's definitely got me intrigued, and I think the potential is there for it to be something really cool. So um, I was really excited to get those announcements last night. Yeah, I mean, they should just go whole hog on the um, the time travel, different universe sort of yeah. thing. I mean, they already did it with The Flash. Yeah, see like, do that just with animated, <laughs> with your animated <laughs> history. I just think that would be so cool. Yeah. 
they, they could even bring in the Looney Tunes, Sam. They could. <laughs> like, <laughs> Daffy Duck has been Batman before, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you could be like, uh, and they could bring in LeBron James for uh, uh Let's not go that far. <laughs> Well, there was uh, actually, I said Daffy Duck at Babbitt. He actually, there, he did, was the Green Lantern, or I should say the Green Lantern. There was an animated special. <laughs> he did, was the Green Lantern. Yeah, you could have the Green Lantern. You can have LeBron James, uh, beer <laughs> heroes. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't have to do the Space Jam crossover. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, that's some of the stuff that got announced at Comic-Con that caught my eye. And I know as we're recording this on Saturday, July 22nd, it's still going on. So I'm not sure if anything else big will get revealed. But if there is, I'm sure to tweet about it. (laughs) And if it's really big, we'll discuss it on our next episode. But um, yeah, I think that's going to do it. Unless you have anything else you want to bring up, Dave? Uh, I wonder if um, there's a lot less people at this Comic-Con. I'm curious about that too, or unless they kind of yeah. all got their passes beforehand before all the strikes happen. There's a lot of less wait times, I imagine, for panels since there's no big Marvel <laughs> panel or DC Warner Brothers <laughs> panel in all waits this year. You mean people aren't lining up for the for the, what's coming up in the TMNT? I would love it if that were true, but I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway, yeah, that is it for us, Tim. Um, now we we haven't set set down any any firm thing, Tim, yet. So like, I'm just gonna wing it for our social media and everything. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? Let's hear it. Let's see if you can do it. Okay. You can follow the show at Echoing Nerds at, at Echoing Nerds, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like there should have said there should have been more to it, but nope, it's just Echoing Nerds. <laughs> And you can follow Tim at TimG311. I'll say it this time, Tim. How nice of you. Um, you can follow me at Dane Says Banana. Uh, and you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Is that it, Tim? And you can email us. Uh, at echoingnerds at gmail.com. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, So with that, like we say at the end of every single episode, Tim. We love each and every one of you with all of our hearts, no matter how much we will get charged at future Disneyland trips for ice cubes, (laughs) steps we take, or breaths of air we have to take in, or heartbeats. (laughs) Heartbeats. We'll love you regardless of how much we have to pay for those things. (laughs) Oh, man. We'll see you guys next time. See you next time, everybody. Bye.